When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Dublin Den- to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Colm Cronin, delighted to be joined by Stuart Roach. Stuart, I say delighted. I am delighted to be joined by you, but I mean, this is this is Groundhog Day. The Broncos lost to the Chiefs yet again and are, you know, facing another divisional matchup, which we'll, we'll get into. Obviously, interim head coach, close game. What? Well, let's just get into it. What? What was your take on things? Um, I. You never want to get too bogged down in, in moral victories, Colin. And I think you know, I think we had our moral victory against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. Um, I did think they played well though. And I think there were some signs. In some ways, I think it was kind of a microcosm of the season. I think we'll have to um, we'll have to just mark down the game against the Rams as a complete anomaly in fairness to the rest of the season because to give Denver, particularly the defense, it's due. They have played very hard for most of the season and, and an awful lot of the games have been losses by one score, you know, um, a little bit over. So I think this was kind of was indicative of, of the way the season has gone. Um, I do think you can now see that I think the players are finding this sort of albatross around their necks that is the Chiefs as grating as us fans because I think there seems to be some genuinely bad blood between the two teams, which is no harm. Um, you know, you, you don't want the team to be bullied um, and to sort of lie down and accept it. 
Um, and I think, to be fair, I thought the Broncos actually deserved to win that game the other night. I didn't want to get down into, you know, bickering about refs and stuff like that because I'm sure we'll get to that. And there were some egregious play uh, calls made by the referees and the officials during the game. Um, but I thought with a, a little bit more luck, I think we, we could have beaten the Chiefs. I didn't think the Chiefs played particularly well, Colm. I think they, they looked a bit sloppy. And they have looked a bit sloppy Um in the games that I've seen them recently, and they were certainly sloppy against us. Um, they were very sloppy against the Texans. Um, so I, you know, from the greater point of view, uh, obviously we'd have to talk about the horrible scenes against the, between the Bills and the and, and the Bengals. And you know, there are some positive signs and noises coming out now about that uh, player. Um, so hopefully he's on the road to recovery. Um, but I think you know, I I do hope that. Obviously, you know, football takes a back seat, but I do think, you know, the NFL season is going on. Um, and I don't think the Chiefs deserve to be the number one seed in the AFC. And I would hate for them to, to, to end up getting the number one seed in the AFC by default. Um, because I think the Bills, in particular, if they were to get home field advantage, I think they would beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And I've long maintained that. Um, so I think, from a Broncos point of view, uh, I thought it was a decent effort. I thought there were some positive signs there. I thought, in fairness to Russell Wilson, he fought very hard. It was good to see the, the scrambling Russell Wilson make a return. Um, but, you know, I did also think that, that the problem that has beset us all season um, was on show in our really, this offensive line now, Colin, for me, I think it's got to be up there with the very worst uh, in Broncos history. Um, certainly since I can remember, um, you know, in the 80s when we both started looking at it, I, I think offensive line play probably was beyond, beyond us when we started to become fans. But Broncos offensive line fans traditionally were undersized until uh, the 90s, but they were skilled operators. This Broncos offensive line is neither undersized, oversized, skilled, nor anywhere else. And I do think that the number one priority for me in the offseason um, has to be fixing that offensive line. We've tried different combinations. We've tried different players. We've tried stop gaps at right tackle, none of which have worked. Um, it needs a huge amount of, uh, of offseason care and attention. And to me, that's by far and away the, the number one priority. Um, because I think if you look back on the highlights, in fairness, you'll see Wilson is, is getting clobbered on most plays. Um, there's no pocket, and I think it's affected him now because you can kind of see he's got the yips, um, and I think he's beginning to see ghosts because he's taken off, you know, when he doesn't need to. Um, I think he's spooked, uh, and I think he's got every right to be spooked because I think most of us would be behind that offensive line. So that was there again for me this this week, and it's been there every week. Colin, the offensive line has been horrible since week one, um, and, you know, I think we fired the offensive line coach along with the special teams coach. I thought special teams looked much better uh, the offensive line didn't look much better because I don't think, you know, I don't think any offensive line coach is going to be able to to, to do much with, with the players that are there. They're just not good enough. This is a result of years of mismanagement and, and poor drafting. Um, and it just needs to end. It needs to be fixed. Yeah, I, I would agree with a significant number of the points that you have made. And I done with with moral victories. I mean, I I, I know people have um, pointed to it, but I, I went on the the rant a few weeks ago when Michael joined us after the last in the first Chiefs game. We've seen this before. Go back to twenty eighteen. There were close games against the the Chiefs. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, and I know 
Um, Joe Mahoney has been doing some stuff this week around teams and kind of um, having um, one-score games and, and losing out. But, you know, the Chargers team in 2019 lost nine uh, one-score games um, and they went on the, the following season that, you know, he... It wasn't like it, they suddenly, because people always go, oh, one score games, I mean, it's a good side. But they still had a losing season the following season, despite one of the all-time rookie, um, great rookie campaigns from Justin Herbert in his first year in the NFL. And yes, they have improved since then, but that has been aided by the fact that A, they had a full complement of draft picks, and B, they found their franchise QB an elite level NFL QB who's on a rookie contract so they have been able to to utilize that in order um to to build a roster bring a lot of people in it's not going to be the case in in Denver and I think that's where the the head coaching question is so important and what has been interesting is that I see some people talk about the fact they'd like to see Jerry uh almost stay on and I, I mean, I think that's a test with how bad things have gotten. I also think, you know, just because he he isn't Nathaniel Hackett at, at, at the podium, and I think people get too caught up on this in many respects. Like, I don't care what a coach is like at the podium. I, I mean, yeah, for listeners, you may not understand this, but Louis van Gaal, who actually coached the Netherlands in the last World Cup, um is one of the most entertaining coaches, managers, sports people I've ever seen in a press conference setting. He is incredibly engaging. He is witty. He is funny. He is razor sharp. And he is not afraid um, to take aim at his enemies, be they the opposition, be they the press, or be they his own team if he feels the board aren't being supportive of it. But his team's are as dull as dishwater to watch. David Moyes was also manager of Manchester United. He too, he was dull in, in front of the press. He was incredibly dull, but equally his teams are. I don't care what you're like in front of the press. That is window dressing. I want you to win games. And if you are decent in front of the press, that's fine. Who cares? But you have to, to win games. It's as, as simple as that. And we saw... Brian Dable get the Giants over the line and they inherited an absolute shambles in New York. Dave Gettleman had done a horrific job uh, with the Giants and Joe Judge. I mean, think about think about how the level of incompetence that you had there with Gettleman and with Judge. And in one year, um, they have turned that around. It is possible to do it if you get the appointment right. And that is where the, the Broncos are, are at, at at the moment. And what one more maybe rant piece, Stuart, because I know a, a lot of Broncos fans looked at that there were terrible refereeing decisions. Absolutely. But where was this energy from Broncos fans when we benefited a couple of weeks ago against the Cardinals when Kareem Jackson basically used DeAndre Hopkins as a climbing frame. And the Broncos got away with it. You get away with some, you lose out on others. It is the nature of the world. And some seasons, 
um, you get you get more than others, and some seasons it really goes against you. And yeah, certainly it'll go against you in in high profile games at times, but ultimately, you know that you, you have to be good enough to overcome those uh, decisions, and and that's what it comes down to for me. I don't think the refs were being deliberately biased. I just think they're the standard of refereeing across the league has been really poor this year, but I don't think there was a conspiracy to um for to for Patrick Mahomes to win the game. Home teams tend to get more decisions. The the bigger the name you are, the more decisions you tend to get. That's just human nature. It's how we are. It there's a reason that celebrities don't need all of the free stuff that they get, but they still get the free stuff. Because the bigger name you are, you tend to get it. Anyway, that, there's my couple of rants about um, the, the past week. Looking ahead to the final game of the, the season, it's a, another divisional matchup against the um, playoff-bound Chargers, who managed to secure themselves a, a playoff place, uh, uh, and I suppose are improving and getting players back. What what do you want to see from the Broncos to to finish out the the season, Stuart? Uh, like other other than other than a win, I I really would like us to to win to finish the season. I, I don't know how possible that is, but for for you, what what are you, what is it, the things that you would like to see? Well, I think all of one of the things that you sort of you know you mentioned. Obviously, it's ludicrous for people to be clamoring for Jerry Rosberg to be considered as the next head coach after one game but I, I think and you did touch on it I think what it did suggest is that there's been an, an element of seriousness lacking um, from the head coach this season and I think that's why it it was such a um, contrast to, to uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, Ross, just his demeanor Jerry Rosberg's demeanor and I think he does have a special teams background um, so I think if, if, if anything um you know, if you were to keep him around in some capacity, then I think special teams would probably be the place where he would he he would um be probably most beneficial. But you could certainly see the team, you know, the team did respond to him, Carl. And I think after that horrendous display against the Rams, you know, there was a grave danger uh, that if things hadn't changed and if they hadn't made that move, that the the Chiefs could have put sixty on us, no problem whatsoever. So I think in some ways. It was not before time. I thought it was interesting that uh, Evero decided to stay where he was, um, and I, I um, you know, I know Michael in particular had been sort of uh, hoping that he would take the reins to see what he had, but kind of understand why he didn't. So I think I'm going to just say it's a long-winded way of saying I would like an extension of the seriousness that uh, Jerry Rosberg brought to the team, and I thought the team replayed, re- responded, and played accordingly. Um, I, I think for the first time in quite some time, it looked like we were able to stay out of our own way. I think the Chiefs beat us because they're a better team, but we, we gave a good account of ourselves. I think the Chargers are a better team than the Bronx as well, but I don't think there's that same distance between between us and them as there is between us and the Chiefs. Um, that's, you know, no sort of uh, slur on, 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 on the Chargers. The, you know, the Chiefs are top three teams in the NFL. That's just the reality of it. Um I would like us to I would like Russell Wilson to play well again um, and I would like the defense to continue to play to the same high standard they've had I it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A very specific point, Colm. I would love us to try and find some pass rush from somewhere. Um, that was the thing. I mean, as much as refereeing decisions, you know, you can kind of whine about them if you wish. Um, I, I felt the one with Corrin Sutton was so... If there was enough time between the end of the game, Colm, for it not to be the absolute game-changing moment. You know, so in some ways, I think that was an easy kind of crutch to use. Um, but to me, the pass rush was non-existent. Our pass rush is, you know, obviously you trade Bradley Chubb and let's be brutally honest, Randy Gregory was in a massive bust of a free agent signing. He's barely played. When he has, he's hardly had any impact whatsoever. Um, sorry, this is a wish for the off-season as well, Colin, considering we have not a huge amount of draft capital. We probably don't have a huge amount of money spent at free agency. Can we please, please, please not take chances on injured players who've showed up quite well for a couple of weeks. We cannot do this. Randy Gregory has talent, but his history was there. It, literally all he needed to do was go on a Wikipedia search and you would see Randy Gregory's history. The, this is not a surprise. Um, so I would like to see maybe Nick Benito hopefully get a couple of sacks. Some of the, you know, maybe Baron Brang, hopefully if he's fit this week. Uh, but I'd like to see us play them hard. Um, I don't think a loss has any huge implications for the charges, Colin. You'd probably be able to to clear that one up, I don't think it's the be all and the end all for them. Um, I don't know that for certain, but I don't. From what I know, um, I don't think it's it's going to make a massive difference. So it'd be nice to go out with a win, um, you know. And I think the fans deserve it because they have stuck with it. They've even gone to see us against Trace McSorley a few weeks ago, um, so they deserve a win. Um, and also, I think if we lose this game, Colin, this will be the first time in ages and i mean decades um that we have been winless against the afc west and that's another unwanted record up there with losing what is it 15 now against the chiefs in a row um you do not want to lose all of your your division games um so for that reason alone i think we we need to to beat the chargers um i wouldn't be afraid of the chargers i think they're good i think you know i think they're a team who are better on paper i know they've had a huge amount of injuries um, they haven't really gelled. I mean, I know Mike Williams, Keenan Allen have have been injured a lot. They Williams seems to be in sort of a rich vein of form going into it. Although we've done well against him over the years, um, but Eckler is a player who's hurt us. Um, but you know, look, it's the, it's the Justin Herbert show. The guy is amazing, um, and I think they will be dangerous in the playoffs because they do seem to be, as you said, getting players back at the right time, and they do seem to be finding a bit of form at the right time. They're kind of teams that you want to avoid. Um, so they'll want to continue that momentum going into the playoffs column. Um, so yeah, I, I would like us to play hard and I would like us to, um, just as I said, to continue that kind of level of seriousness because it was, it was refreshing to see Roseburg 
came across well. As you said, it's not the be all and end all how he comes across in press conferences. Louis Van Hal was a very apt um, reference point because his football was probably the worst I think I've ever seen. Um, so I, I, I think, but I, I liked the way he talked. I liked the way he carried himself and I thought the team responded. So just more of the same of that. And then we can get on to the really important stuff which is coming up for us in this off season. It's always something with Denver McCollum last year. It was getting a quarterback now. It's getting a head coach and hopefully offensive line but yeah that's that's what I would like to see at the weekend yeah it, for for the Chargers it it's not detrimental obviously if they lose but they'll want to win because they want to be the fifth seeds and they, that's that's what they are looking to cement um, by by winning obviously the divisional um, winners um uh, get get their get their spots, but there's there's still a, a few in the AFC to get sorted. You still have the AFC South to be figured out with the the Jags showing yet again how important coaching is and and getting that right after you know again that's a franchise who was in disarray and turmoil. And you'd have to say Doug Pedersen has done a great job there in turning them around so quickly and helping Trevor Lawrence to become the quarterback we knew he could be. Uh, so it, it it will be. And and I think if this season hopefully has shown people anything, it is that the head coach is, it's so important. I've talked about the Giants, I've talked about the Jags, you talk about that, the Vikings and, and so many others. But also the head coach needs to be the most important person in the building. Um, it doesn't matter who... Um, who the quarterback is and I think if if you look at the success that Tom Brady has had um, it he, even then, even when he was Tom Brady, uh, obviously Belichick was the guy in charge and, and we've seen since the way that it, that has impacted on the Belichick team, but Belichick was in charge and when Bruce Arians, when he went to Tampa, Bruce A, B.A. was the, he was the alpha he was still the one. We saw him chew Brady out time and again on the field and in press conferences. Um, you know, that 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 is the, the thing I need to I think needs to be brought into consideration. You the point. Look look at Mike Tomlin, Colin. Look at Mike Tomlin. What an amazing head coach he is. And I mean they they went into the season with Mitch Trubisky. Uh they drafted Kenny Pickett, who was the quarterback I liked the most out of last year's draft. They made the move uh, midway through the season. And I know it's something of a long shot for the Steelers, but they've got a puncher's chance going into week 17 and making the playoffs. That's an incredible achievement. That, that that just, to me, backs up your point. The head coach is the most important person in the room and needs to be from now on. And on all you need, like for somebody like Tom, and look at Harbaugh down at Baltimore column. I mean, I know they've been very, very unlucky with Lamar Jackson going down, but again, Every season, even last year, they were, again, within a puncher's chance of getting into the playoffs when they had horrendous injuries. Um, so I think that just, those two guys, to me, absolutely back up your point. Um, the most important search that the Broncos have. It's funny, like, we, we got the quarterback, or at least we thought we did. Um, and now we are faced with something that's far more important. And it'll be the thing that I think keeps us chatting over the next few weeks as we watch the playoffs. But it is so important. Like, the, the, the Broncos are... Uh, they're at a crossroads now and, and and this next appointment it couldn't be it's arguably one of the most important appointments in Broncos history because this thing needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed quickly yeah you, you get 
the disappointment wrong and you're talking about ultimately a last decade an entirety of a last decade which you know we have seen other franchises go through and um, which the broncos themselves obviously in the early years um you know were that that, that was the case and and um we, we do, you don't want to go back to to that situation so um you know that the, the week 18 piece for us there's not even the you know losing doesn't get you a better draft pick gets the Seattle Seahawks uh, a better draft pick another team in with a puncher's chance um of of potentially making the the playoffs imagine making the playoffs and, and ending up on a, a top three um pick um yeah that that's that sums up I think where uh where we are at the at the moment and you know I mean that there will be it will be interesting to see how quickly it gets done. We we have seen the murmurs come out this week about the Broncos are interested in talking to Harbaugh. The Broncos are interested in Sean Payton. We also know, obviously, Carolina, by the sounds of things. Uh, the Panthers are very interested in Harbaugh as, as well. And, um, you know, I, I suppose that... that the, sorry, sir. Sure. The cold, the Colts, I think, will be the people to look for, uh, particularly with Harbaugh Column, because I, I know I'd actually forgotten this. Um, he, he played for the Colts for many, many years. Um, and they were saying that Harbaugh is quite an emotional guy. He went back to Michigan, which was his old alma mater, I think, to kind of fix it. So, um, you know, the Colts have a lot of good pieces too. Um, so they would be, if if you were asking me to put my money on Harbaugh right now, I think I would put it on Indianapolis. In yeah, poten- potentially, I I would probably put my my money on on the Panthers because I think what you're looking at there is a, a lot of especially the O line is set and it's a young O line and and it's in place and yeah, you've got to go out and get your QB, um, but you you you're not tied to any contract. The they move on from everybody at the end of this this year um sam darnold's contract will be up baker mayfield has obviously moved on they're not paying pj walker a whole lot of money um so you have the draft picks to to play with so if you're harbaugh and there's somebody you really like in this draft you could potentially go up or you could play out next year and obviously we're all looking ahead now to 2024 i think there are going to be a few teams Potentially, obviously, depends on how it goes with Russell Wilson next year. But I think the Titans may look in that direction. Also, I think there'll be quite a few uh, teams looking at, at that. And yeah, certainly, Captain Comeback uh, with the the Colts. So it is. Um, there is that that draw. What would what would Sean Payton cost? I think that is the the question that would that would the Broncos would have to chew. I mean. Are they going to have to give up a first for Sean Payton? Um, and and if they work to do that, I mean, well, what does what does that look like? If they're if it's a first this year, um, which is probably realistically somewhere between kind of twenty eight and thirty two, going by the Forty ers right now. A shout out to an, an, another masterclass in coaching, Kyle Shanahan, who has lost assistance. Um, over the past couple of years, talented assistants, Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, two very capable guys, uh, is on QB3 um, and is absolutely dom- dominating teams, the the form team in, in the league. I think that's the other thing, Stuart, when I look at it, like, yeah, we saw a response from the Broncos, 
But we also saw a response from the Raiders. Does that mean the Raiders moved off of Derek Carr instead of and took the informed team to Overton? Does that mean the Raiders are heading in the right direction? You know, like, I, I think we we almost drill down too much into individual game. I think you need to, to zoom back. Like, there there is a lot of pride. These guys have enormous pride. You don't get to play in the NFL uh, without having phenomenal ability, without having confidence or, or ego. And you, you want to go out. You don't want to, to be embarrassed. Um, so I just think taking games as a, a microcosm maybe not the, the way to go. I think there will be plenty to chat about. I, I think that you will see people move quite quickly for Harbaugh. Uh, certainly, um, that that one seems to, to be the one that's probably going to fall the quickest and, and it'll go from, from there. Um, so once once more into the breach, Stuart, that's, we only have to do one more game and then we will have an off-season, an off similar to the last few off-seasons where, you know, the Broncos will make moves and we hope they will prove fruitful and then September 2023 will come around and It'll be a new season, and let, let's see where we are then. But I want to thank you for, for joining me today. You can find Stuart on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. Michael is on there at Michael underscore NFL, and I am on there at Cullum from Cork. Thanks to everyone at Mile High Report, and we will be back next week, uh, maybe reflecting on what our kind of preseason predictions were and how how that yeah i think we need to look back um, oh god reflect on where things oh god who knows where we'll be in terms of the head coach search uh at at that point but until then go broncos go broncos <laughs>